So you have a new album coming out on November 17th. Yes. Yep. Tomorrow. At, yes. Through the fire. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Right. We're excited, man. Yeah. This is your first solo record, right? You did a Dave Rude band record, but is this your first solo record? I guess, you know, maybe yeah, as a true solo, uh, solo, solo album for sure. Because, um, you know, um, if, if the, the old stuff was a band, uh, all, all the other releases and this one, you know, there, there isn't a band anymore. And it was just songs that I sort of had put together on my own, um, and, and wanted to release. So, um, you know, I played everything except the drums and all that, and, and just sort of did it all by myself, sort of on the road, uh, and, and then at home and, you know, with my mobile recording set up and, um, you know, just sort of pieced it together slowly. Yeah. So you did everything. You played the bass, you you sang, you played guitar, and you didn't play drums. Who, who played Correct. drums yeah. on it? Uh, Derek Deason, uh, a friend of mine who, uh, you know, a guy from Sacramento that I've, I've known for years and always loved just playing. And, and so I was really excited to, to finally have him play. He, he He's uh, um, in the video for, for Helen Beck. He's the drummer in the video, too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who else you got? Who was playing bass in there? Uh, in the video, it's a friend of mine called Britt Panella. Um, yeah, okay. He, he's in a band called Blackboard Jungle. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a um, Sunset Strip band from the '80s that uh, still still does like reunion stuff every now and again. But he he lives up here in the Bay, so I've known him for years just from that. Um, I see. Playing club bands together. Yeah. So tell me about the. Let's start with the record cover because that guitar right behind you is on there that is. record cover, right? Yeah. That is a cool album cover very cool so it's pretty simple just the guitar and and some background but mm-hmm. it's so cool i mean <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly i had nothing to do with that like we, we we had some other alternate ones that that i was more involved in that i thought were cool but um and we were going to go with them but then the uh, label said well let's try one with with your guitar because you know it's just the color contrast is really cool maybe we can do something with that so they sent it to the to the art artist guy um and uh he he came up with that and i was like oh that is pretty pretty sweet so maybe we should do that you know yeah what were the other options uh i had some what was it there was like a sort of with like a flame it was more arty there was no guitars on it um but still really cool like it had the logo and and um one was one was like a black background i think with the flame there was another where there was a white one I think that one also had a flame, but it was like a different version. It was, it was pretty sweet, but um, it was, it was less like rock and roll. You know, like once we had the V one, it was like, okay, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, that's badass. That guitar is badass on its own. And then you put it on the album cover. It's even uh, yeah, thank badass. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, now this is coming out on Rat Pack Records. Have you been with them for a while? Yeah. The, the last record um, came out on Rat Pack and that was, 10 years ago which that's a long time but it's not like it was you know uh, i wasn't like actively doing the band for all those 10 years and didn't get around to doing record like i wasn't just doing it at all really you know so busy with tesla um that i wasn't uh like you know intentionally like i'm gonna put out an album it was like you know we put out the one in 2013 actually the band had already broken up by that point but it was like well we got the record done we should at least release it um and I had hooked up with Rat Pack and then, um, you know, for, from then, you know, didn't, didn't think about it for a long time and then slowly started putting songs together. Okay. Now, how did you, 
was there a lot of thought that went into presenting the record as far as it, I mean, you're releasing it on pretty much everything. You got it on CD, you got it on cassette, you got it on vinyl, uh, yeah. digital download, digital, of course. Right. What You just went for it all. All for Yeah, man. You know, um, that's one of the cool things about Rat Pack is, is they're really into the physical um, product and, and the packaging aspect. And, you know, their, their whole thing is bundles, right? Like the, all the releases they do, there's always a bunch of cool stuff. Right. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the sort of classic rock fans, um, you know, miss that. I think I, I definitely do. And, and I, you know, every time, you know, that we're out with Tesla and we're talking to fans. Everyone comes up to records. Everyone's like, dude, I love it. I miss the old days when it was like a vinyl or at least a CD. And, you know, I do too. Cause you know, growing up, it was, it was tapes and CDs for me and actually vinyl too. But um, I would, I mean, first time I bought a record, you know, every time I bought a record, the first time I'd listen to it, I would sit there in a quiet room and read the lyrics along with each song. And I'd read yeah. all, all the liner notes. And so like, I know all these people are like assistant engineers and like these people, like nobody knows who these are, but I know all their names from all these records and like special thanks, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Cause I was like really into it. So I do really appreciate that. You know, we have put it out as all these different formats, especially cassette. I mean, when, when they told me, Hey, we want to put out a cassette. I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Is it the clear cassettes or the white? Is it white? The white ones. Oh, right? I mean, really old. I haven't even seen a cassette in so many years. <laughs> it's great. That's great. I didn't even, I mean, I heard, I heard about cassette selling, but I, I never really thought about, okay, yeah, let's put it out on cassette. You know? Yeah. Why not? Right. But yeah, I picked up the uh, vinyl one. So. Oh, wow. Thanks yeah. so much, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I heard the record and the record's great. Thank um, you. Um, I think some of my favorites are probably, uh, Drinking with the Devil. Oh, thanks. I like that. And you did that one acoustically, too. What made you want to put an acoustic version of that on the album? You know, that one, um, that one I actually broke on an acoustic guitar. And so it always had that feel to it. Um, and also when I was, um, gosh, I think it was two different times. We, we were doing the Monsters of the Rock Cruise with Tesla. And uh, I did solo acoustic shows um, a couple of those times. Um, you know, on our off off days and just me and, you know, my guitar and I'd have a little looper pedal, and, you know, kind of do it. And and I was doing some of these songs before, before they come out. Cause um, well, I didn't have any other songs. <laughs> like I, these are new to the world, but I've had them for quite a while. So um, I was like, well, I can play these ones. And, and that one works really well acoustic. Um, so then the label said like, Hey, we need a, a like a bonus track um, for like whatever, overseas releases or whatever it is um you know can you do an acoustic version of something is that oh that that's perfect and you know it, it was not just like we muted the electric guitars and called it the acoustic version. like i redid all the guitars uh, and then you know so it's the same vocals and drums but actually i think the drums might even be different i can't remember but yeah like i, I recut like a whole different arrangement different solo and then all the slide stuff um, with acoustic because it just sort of lends itself to an acoustic treatment i thought yeah because you have another acoustic song on there too right yeah the the well i have the, the little short instrumental one um and then i have that big long crazy weird art art thing that it's at, at the end of it called the ship came in yeah 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 now i, I i'm into the acoustic stuff right now it's weird out I, I go through phases i'll do the heavy thing and 
you know, whatever rock. And now I'm into the acoustic rock stuff. Mm-hmm. So I love the leads on those. I love hearing leads in acoustic for some reason right now. Oh man, right. It just sounds good. Like when, yeah. when you hear acoustic, like, like it has a different sort of texture. Like, I, you know, I love um, Guns N' Roses has always been one of my favorite bands and, and GNR lies like, geez, the acoustic songs on that, like, yeah. Just all the leads are, it just, it kills you. I don't know, something about the way it was recorded. Like, I, I love the sound of, of a solo on acoustic too. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, acoustic's my thing right now. I picked up an acoustic bass back there too. Ooh, nice. I, acoustic bass are badass. Yeah, they definitely have their own sound. I'll tell you that. And they're, yes. they're harder to play. I'm just like an acoustic guitar is harder to play. Sure, sure. I'm liking it. I just got it. So I'm still messing Trailer. with it. <laughs> So these songs, you said you, you've had them for a while, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I So I actually did start writing some of the songs in the early stages 10 years ago um, because I had put out, I put out the key, the last solo record. But similar situation, not nearly as extreme, but, it, you know, that record had, you know, maybe been done for a year and... and it, it was just that it finally was released in 2013. Um, but, you know, so by the time it came out, I was kind of like, you know, one, the band was over. And so I wasn't trying to do any solo stuff. But um, sometime that year, I was kind of thinking, oh, it'd be fun to just do like like this, a true solo album, no band, not worrying about how I'm going to do it live or anything, just like make a cool record and, and put it out because any rap pack was interested in doing something. And I thought, well, it'd be just something fun to do as like a, selfish artistic endeavor and go you know nuts with tons of guitars and tons of make a lot of riff songs and solos everywhere that'd be really cool uh so i started writing a couple songs like that um and then we got busy with tesla i was like oh we're gonna make a new tesla record so i kind of shelved it all I'll, I'll get back to that later and go into writing mode with tesla and recording and then touring and it's like oh, all of a sudden a year and a half's gone by it's like oh i, I should start working on those songs again i do that and then then we started going out with Def Leppard and we got really busy with them. And then that turned into another record. And, and that record was like, you know, a long time. Um, also mixed in with a lot of traveling. And so it was always kept getting backburnered um, until, until, you know, the shock record was done. And then we were touring a lot, but actually the way we had made the shock record Phil from Def Leppard produced, we had, we were out with them so much that, we were doing like master takes of, of keeper, you know, guitars and bass and even some background vocals and stuff on tour. Like we would have our mobile rig set up mine or Brian's and in dressing rooms. And sometimes we get together on, on days off in hotel rooms and, and we would record stuff that, you know, the bulk of the album was made that way. And I realized how easy it was and how fun it was and how, like how much time we have just wasting on, on a, normal day on tour like there's so much time to kill that it was like you know and i had already done it but i was like i mean it was just kind of eye-opening like wow i can get like album tracks like i'd always written and i'd always done demos but i was like hmm with these good plugins and my new you know i had this universal audio thing that i was using i was like it actually sounds really good so why don't i just do my record like this too because i've already been doing it with the the new test record and, and it worked fine so that's what I did. And and um, that's sort of when it came, you know, that sort of, I don't know, a year or so when I started like, okay, I got to finish. I got to, I need another song. I need another song. Oh, I got to write the words and, you know, and all that. So it, it, it became a more focused thing for a good year or two. Um, 
up until really probably closer to when the, the pandemic, like I was going to release this record in summer 2020. I was already <laughs> trying to plan tour because we, I knew we had this month off in the middle of summer. I was like, Oh, it's great. We never have time off in the summer. I'll go do a tour. And I was like, starting to get the wheel turning on, on trying to get something like that happening, but not. Then you ended up having a lot of time off. It, quite, quite. <laughs> a bit. Yeah. And then, and how frustrating was that? Right. Cause it was like this much, more needed to be done on the record and then it was like ah oh, i can't oh. even finish the record <laughs> now you say you write you're recording on road and stuff are you doing direct with plugins or are yeah. you yeah just straight yeah. that's it almost all of it i mean i have wow you have some first. great tones on there oh well okay so yeah thank you um i i did uh yeah the whole record originally was done with all plugins it was um you know, it's funny. That's how you can tell that it was through the years because I started with guitar rig, which are all of them are great. But like when I first started getting in plugins, I, I used guitar rig, which was great. Then I started getting into bias amp and um, and bias effects, and then I got amplitude five. And like so, whatever the newest one was, all the all the guitar tracks for like a while would be all on that. Um, but they all sounded really good, and I was thinking, why bother redoing it? You know, I. I I think they're cool. And and by that point I knew like I can use the takes and maybe I'll reamp it. Um, but I was I, I was sort of married to the sound and I wasn't going to, but luckily, um Brian Wee from Tesla, who mixed the album, um, he he kind of talked me in to to reamping it. And the engineer at, at J Street, Jack O'Donnell, he he also was like, dude, it does sound great reamp it it's gonna sound even more great like trust trust me just give it like try one song and um man i'm glad i did because you know we we reamped it which you know for for those of you who are not into recording i recorded it all in this little box in my computer with the plugins which is like you know digital modeling amps that that you can't tell the difference but it's not a real amp but then we take what you can do with reamping you can play them through play the dry tracks through a real amp later after you've already recorded it and mic the amp so it's the same as if i had just played through an amp because it, then it's pushing air you know yeah. the, the best description is it, it just kind of turned it into like hd version of those sure. same tracks um sure. so so actually it is all real amps now at the end of the day okay did you combine them or did you just stick with the the reamping i you know i did all reamp there's like maybe one or two parts where it was like a real particular effect and mm. sort of weird tone that you know you can't ever recreate these those weird accidents like i can't get that thing again like it was just some magical weird sound so i think somewhere on there there might be like a little weird ear candy overdub that i kept but 98 percent um was was reamped and then you know because i i did all the vocals the drums and then the um acoustic guitars at b-dub studio j street when back when it was in sacramento so you know, I was in there and it's great live room um, where I did all the acoustics and um, that's where we set up the the amps and we were reamping. Okay. Now you said Brian mixed it and you recorded it at his studio? All the stuff that was needed to be done in a studio. Yeah. So, cause he, he has a, a, you know, the place in Sacramento was awesome. Uh, he, he just recently moved it to upstate New York um, and uh, the photos I've seen also equally awesome. So it's going to be great. But um when it was there, like Tesla re recorded a couple records in there, we were always up there. And um, it was a great studio. And yeah, you know, it's like a legit ass studio. Like he's got all the gear, all the outboard stuff, mics, the whole deal. 
Um, it's like it was acoustically engineered the whole the, all the room and everything. Um, so I did all the vocals there, great mics. Um, again, all the pre's is killer. And then um, the drums, uh, the drums, all the percussion overdubs, and then um, and then the acoustics, and we're all done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds the production on it sounds great. I mean, it, it, everything sounds really good. Yeah. Hey, on um, "Drink with the Devil," the beginning, the little melody there. What are you doing there? What What do you have on those? Is that your guitar? It's It's my guitar, but it's also uh, I'm singing the same melody, so it's mm -hmm. a slide guitar. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then I do that on top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, okay. I I haven't heard it actually in a little while now. I I think we might have put like a little distortion on the vocal. So it kind of it kind of makes it sort of sounds like its own instrument where they mix together. Yeah, yeah. It it had a unique sound to it. So I, I wasn't sure what you were doing there. It sounded like a guitar, but then I was hoping maybe it was a kazoo. <laughs> it, it has that, right? It, yeah. it sounds like a kazoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's <laughs> vocal with I think a little bit of distortion mixed with slide guitar. And then and then on the acoustic version, I same same thing, but I redid it all right. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um Brian Studio. Now that's in the making. You made a video of making of How and Back, right? Is that the yeah. the studio and everything? Yeah, that was that was it. Like the uh, all the footage of me singing. Actually, and it happened to be How and Back before we knew it was going to be the single. Um, uh, yeah, so the the footage of me playing. I'm sitting in the control room behind the board. I think there were some shots into the live room that you can see, um, and then all the all the vocal stuff was in the the main vocal booth, um, and then we shot that little interview section in the front lounge um it was yeah it was great that, that was i forgot we had we had done that like 2019 also maybe i think like 2019 and, and it's like oh it's the last piece of the puzzle this record's about to come out and like oh man so so we're like oh geez it's gonna be so outdated but luckily you know pretty much the songs are still the same so we can still use it yeah it worked i didn't know it was, yeah. it was that old um did you film more no, we we just did that. I mean, there was a little bit more, um, but you know, I mean, he the guy came out for you know like half a day, like because I actually had okay. I was still tracking, like I had to like yeah sing for four hours, and then like he came at like noon, and we went and you know shot yeah. shot some footage. I love seeing stuff like that. That's why I was hoping you were going to say you were going to release VHS. <laughs> yeah. Remember the VHS? That would have been awesome. I mean, the first band to release something on VHS is going to end the year. Like, I'll buy it, even if no matter what. Mm, yeah. Um, how many songs did you write for this record? Um, what? How many songs are on 11, right? I think so. It's 11, yeah, maybe it's 12 with that acoustic version of the same song. Mm -hmm. I forgot. I, um, I think there was like one or two others that didn't make it, but... Um, I'll say if 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 I was to do it now, I would definitely do it in a more traditional way where like, you know, like usually and well, it's the weird thing also because it's just me, right? So I was like instead usually if it's a band or even two or three people kind of like write for a project. We have an album, we're gonna write a record and like this time to this time you have like a, a window and okay, we're gonna make all our songs and we should have this direction for the album or all that this was so not that like um and, and there's upsides and downsides to that this it was very sort of just organic going where 
where the muse took me and and again through all the time and the time off and it was like whatever felt right and and so um it wasn't like i'm gonna write 30 songs and i'll choose the best 12 so they're really really good it was just like this is what i'm working on now and i really like it and then do over this other thing and um it came out and then i mean came you know to, to where it's like okay well it's, this is going to be an album and i need a certain number of songs and now I've got that many songs and I like them all. So that'll be the record. You know, it's, it was more like just um, going on feel um, where, you know, if I was going to do another record now, I would definitely do it. Like I'm going to take this month and write a record with a theme and like a thing. And I probably would, you know, work with co-writers and stuff just because I would love to do it differently next time. And, and I, I really love writing like that too. Is there a lot of pressure writing by yourself as compared to maybe writing with Tesla or other people? Um, I don't think so. I mean, maybe a little bit, just a little bit of like, I hope people like this because I got no way to blame except me. You know, like, like if, if it sucks, it's all you. This guy, one hundred percent. Sorry, y'all, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't suck that bad, right? No, I mean, um that that's the only difference to me like um what you know i i've i've said before because i love writing with other people that's like outside of us i do a lot of that for other artists and, and that's something that really is so fun it's like one of my favorite things to do and i do it a lot i go to nashville and write with people and one of the funnest parts of that to me is the bouncing off back and forth of like I got this thing and like, oh, that's cool. And then, oh yeah. And then they, someone else jumps in and like, oh, what if you went like this? Oh yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And then throw out ideas for hours. Right. And then sometimes the ideas suck. Yeah. Right. Like, that cool, but what if we tried it like this? Or maybe they take your idea and then change it, add something to that. And now this is this awesome thing. So when you're by yourself, you don't have that. So what I would do, um, not entirely intentionally in the beginning anyways, but I would, you know, I'm, I like to write songs, so I do it by myself anyways. So I'd write, kind of get it all out. Okay, cool. I think I've got everything I want to say. Usually it's too much, right? It's like it's too long or there's too many parts, whatever. So, and at, at that point, I don't want to hear it anymore. I've, I've been writing it for a few hours, like, ugh, I need a break. So I come back a couple of days later. And then it's almost like you're a different person because you're in such a different headspace. You can look at it and be that other guy who would have been in the room if you were co-writing and be like, that part, you don't need that part. B mm, section sucks. Get rid of that. Mm, that line is stupid, you know. And and you can kind of criticize yourself after the fact and then make those changes. So it's it's sort of like a slower version of writing with another person. Yeah, yeah. Now you chose um Helen back as the first single and you did a video for it. Yeah. Um what made you want to do a video? You know, just it wanted to be fun. I didn't do a, a video for um the last record i you know when it was the band back in the day we only ever did one real video anyways um from a couple records ago and that was really fun um but you know that, i feel like that was like another lifetime like this is this is this is now um and i i wanted to do it which is crazy because videos are kind of a hassle to make but um i just kind of you know i, I would love to have this record have its little moment, you know, and, and you have to have visuals, right? Because we got all this cool bundles, all these great things. 
most people are going to like listen like this. They're going to yeah. listen on the phone with earbuds or or just that awful speaker phone. Like, oh, right. It's 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 not going to be the way you know people making records hope it's going to be you know intended to listen as to listen to. Um, so you got to have visuals, and so that's that's why I really wanted to make a fun video to watch, which is also why we chose Ellen Back because it's you know one of the more upbeat songs. That that album. there was other ones I was thinking of maybe doing as a single, but it's like that's that's going to be a funner thing. Like it's more energetic to if you're watching. You know, if I'm lucky, I'll maybe get like nine seconds while somebody's scrolling through Instagram and they're like, oh, cool. Anyways, you know, <laughs> yeah. but like that's all that's all anybody has. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just just to sort of make it more present in, in the minds of, of music fans out there these days, because it has to have some visual medium, too. Yeah. Well, you did a great job on that as well. I mean, everything everything on this release is very professional. I'll say that. Dude, you know, thank you, you so much. Yeah. You. a lot of stuff these days and they might cut corners here or there but everything i've seen and heard from this record this release is very professional i appreciate it yeah that that one that is sort of intentional because i'd rather not do something than do it half-assed like yeah lord knows i've done enough of half-assed stuff in my <laughs> life but i was like i'd rather not do it than have to be like embarrassed about it so mm-hmm. i'd rather do it once really well that i'm like yeah that's how i wanted it to be or not do it at all yeah yeah. How about, um, of course, I got to ask you about taking it live. Are you going to be doing any live shows? You know, I hope so. I, I've, um, you know, like I said, pre-COVID when I was going to put it out, I, I had started to get the wheels turning for, for booking something. And, um, you know, nothing had actually been booked, but it was, it was get going in that direction. Um, and now, you know, two years later, three god it's gonna be almost four jeez okay anyways <laughs> it's gonna be summer 2020 so it's gonna be four years later if, if if i do it right um i i actually am kind of feeling excited about trying to do some shows um so i i don't know how that'll be you know um tesla does um really well in the midwest and the south so I would love to go there, right? More likely people will show up <laughs> and and be excited because, um, you know, it's really hard for for musicians to to do anything. But especially, you know, I'm I'm lucky to be a part of an established band like Tesla. So, you know, we have our fan base because Tesla has been built over 40 years. But any new artists, like any of us on our own, it's like instantly way smaller venues and you're like, really like hoping people will show up it's not it's a different thing right when you go solo man i've seen huge artists solo play like 200 people like bet you weren't expecting this brother were you you know like we're used to 20,000 yeah Yeah, i've seen bands come through here in myrtle beach bands you would know if i say i'm not going to say names and there's maybe 20 people there oh it's it's crazy it's hard it's really hard and and so it's all good. I'm I'm totally aware of of the reality of it, and so I I want to come do it there. And the same thing of as like the presentation. I want to do it right. So you know, it's hard to do that. You kind of have at least one or two crew guys, a band. Like, there's a lot of expense. Um, so it's definitely not off the table, and it's something that I I'm interested in doing. Um, it just might maybe take a bit of time because i want to do it like 
where I'm like stoked and not kind of like, well, you know, we're on some somebody's borrowed amp and you know, it kind of sucks. Bass player sucks. You know, couldn't get the guy I wanted. You know, like I'd rather wait until it, it it's going to be firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, hey, maybe I'll do something here in California, but California is not so good for rock. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. people don't. Right. Like and you got to find. I mean, Tesla is probably one of the busiest bands out there. I think. Dude, we're like you. You have some time off right now, right until January, I think. We do, we do. I mean, I mean, literally, I've been home less than a week. Like, I, I did go to Nashville, but yeah. So, uh, uh, we've got two months off, about maybe a little more, and you know, that's nice. Um, but it's it's great because it's not too long. It's just just long enough to like get in mode, do the holidays, and then get back out, and it's not a huge gap. Um, because yeah, you know, we're we're so lucky that there are people that keep wanting to come see us and we'll keep playing, you know? So, um, we, we, we're all really grateful to be able to do it. So we're, we're going to be playing as much as we can. Yeah. I mean, you're kicking back off in January. I think it was right. In yeah, Florida. Dude, we get like a week and a half in Florida. So I didn't know there's that many cities to play in yeah. Florida. It's awesome. That'll be great in January. Won't be too Especially. hard. <laughs> I mean, it'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. How did the, um, Vegas residency go when you guys did that? It was so fun. We did we did two of them, and you know during the pandemic um, when we couldn't work, I was teaching guitar lessons all the time, just like this right here. This was my background for all my lessons all day, every day. I was teaching nine to five. It was great, and and I remember for some reason thinking about that. Like I'd see these things about bands that that had done residencies and some that were you know planning to come back when when things were opening up again. And it was all these huge arena bands. And, and I was like, man, that was so much fun. There was something about, like, I just, I, I associate it being like sitting in this chair, not having any shows to look forward to and being like, how cool would it be to be like doing a residence in Vegas? And I thought, uh, it'll never happen because, you know, it's only those huge arena bands and stadium bands that do that. Um, and then lo and behold, they offered it to us. And it was like, wait, really? Cool. And we did it. And the first one sold out every night. I think the second one did too. So it was like, okay, that's so cool that there's a market for that. It doesn't have to be this giant stadium band to, to do well in a residency. You can have bands of, of where we are um, and and still make it you know worthwhile and, and still have enough people that want to come see it. And we have really dedicated, it's so many people that came to like every show or almost every show, people who fly around the world to come see three nights you know it was really cool um so it was just for, as a personal level i was like oh my god we are gonna get to do it this is great and and it was such a blast and you know house of blues there we play there anyways when, we're, when we do like a tour and we hit a vegas night it's it's usually there um so we've done it a bunch and it's always killer and and the, the shows were fantastic you know it's, it's so weird to be in the same room so many nights and and the gears just set up. Just like, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> you have to like the techs are just like chilling after the show. They're like kicking their feet up in the dressing room. Like, no, they were loving like, it. Busy. They're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. You're off. <laughs> Let's go hang. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you think you guys will do it again? I don't know, but I I hope so. Yeah, you'd like to. I, I would love to. If, if it happens, you know, I'd be really excited. Uh huh. That's great. Um, now, t- speaking of Tesla you guys have been releasing singles like the past one a year, I guess it's kind of been right. More or less. Yeah. So we're about due for a new single, right? 
I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did one in 21 and 22, but I don't think, if I recall, one came out in 23. Oh, it could be, right? Yeah. Might have, okay. I think you're right. Um, so we got a couple weeks. One, you got one? Uh, yeah, I know. Jeez, right? <laughs> we're on the clock now, man. Um, uh, there's one that we've been working up a little bit um, that I think last last we were talking about it the plan is to sort of do a proper version of that um and then put it out and um, have that sort of be the the new song next year because it's it's kind of nice to have one song be there and you can put you can throw one song in the set no one's going to get mad but like you cut out their favorite you know classic one it's just it's just in one extra song and it's fun for us it's fun for the fans we got like I said the, the a lot of diehards who actually want to hear new songs yeah um, and which is a really you know great place to be in and um it's it's not let's take six months off and make a record and all this stuff it's just everyone's got studios in their house like i mean i've emailed guitar tracks that sure. have made a record before you know it's yeah. like it's easy everyone you know we can just we can do that in two days yeah instead of six months and and then have a new product without having a new product you know yeah is it worth making a new record today for a band um financially absolutely not it's a complete fool's errand yeah but it's uh creatively and personally then it's then it's just up to the artist you know like yeah um, i i i still love to do it right it's still fun and and I know all, all all the other guys in Tesla, like we're all excited to do it. It's mm -hmm. it's just we have to, you know, really streaming and 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 the way the internet disrupted the music business so much for better and for worse, um, really just took away that revenue stream. There is no money for for recorded music for you know the bulk of, of bands, at least for rock bands. There's a very, very few of them. And even those guys make way less than they would have 20 years sure. ago from the same success. Um, and, and so anyways, you know, we're, we're still so excited to do this, but the, the, the bulk of, of any band's earnings now is live touring and merch. So yeah. that's, that's our focus. Um, and so, you know, we, we've talked about it before. It's like, you have to stop touring for a while to really make a record. And even with other people, even having studios, it still costs a lot. So sure. it's a kind of like a lot of money, a lot of time and time that you're not on the road. Yeah. You're not making money. You're spending money. And right. What do you do? And then, so like I was saying with the singles, we're just adding one song. If you put out a record, you're only going to add one or two songs anyway. It's like you make 12, but you're not playing them all right. People want to hear the old stuff. So, which is great. We're happy to play the old stuff. We, we want to play it too. Um, but you know, it's kind of like cutting out the middleman, like, we'll just make that one song we were going to be playing live anyways. Um, and, um, and not have to deal with the other stuff. So, so it's, you know, it's unfortunate because I'm a little more old school. I like the art of an album and I like listening to the whole thing. And, and, you know, uh, it's, it's sort of different nowadays, but I remember when I was growing up, it was like, if you really liked a band, you didn't just have the single. Like just to be like a fan, you had to have the whole album. Yeah. And, and of really then only one album. You have to have like a few and like know them. Like what yeah, but what like I, I didn't even have a CD player. I was listening to cassettes, right? 
So I didn't know the track numbers. I knew the titles. Like that's really old. So the track eight, like I don't know what track eight is. What's the name of the song? You know? And but I knew it's it's like when you listen to a record and it's a band that you love, it's like you get to know them. At least that's how it feels to me as a fan. Like I feel like I'm in their world. I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm there's some sort of connection and mm. like visceral. I don't know. Um, and with but, vinyl and cassettes, you had to actually work because you had to get up off your bed. Yep. And walk over there and flip that tape. Yep. <laughs> you can totally. just sit there and fall asleep listening to music, endless music, you know? You, work. you know what? As great as it is to have the world at your fingertips, it's also to me sometimes just the, I mean, completely um, infinite choice. It's hard to like know what you want to listen to sometimes. Like I used to like, I want to hear this and I'd go look in my CDs or, you know, like, I, I'm like I don't know what here and I go look. Mm, that looks cool now it's like it's like overload like there's always some new release and like oh, i heard this one was good and you heard some on a playlist like oh, maybe i should just put them the food players i don't know like, uh, uh, you know it's it's like a choice overload for me and and you know again not to not to sound like some anti-tech guy because i'm not it's just that's, that's one thing that i miss about when music was a physical thing that you owned and paid for and kept and it was yours. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, I, I agree. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, you're probably, I don't know how old you are. You might be a little younger than me, but, uh, I'm, I'm 45. So, you know, it's, yeah, well, I'm 50. So, so we're, yeah, same, same. we grew up with the same stuff. So mm-hmm. you don't know how many cassette tapes I ruined trying to learn the songs because it would back and forth trying to go and it would get eaten up and totally. And it, the, the ink wears <laughs> off the side. So then it's a blank. Yeah. Yeah. man so people can get your bundles at rat pack what is it rat pat rat yeah rat pack <laughs> record rat, yeah what you said rat pack records.com and it's r-a-t-p-a-k records.com right and they can get i'm trying to remember what was up there i should have had it pulled up here but i don't because i'm not that prepared but <laughs> um the vinyl bundle yeah right and they yeah, can get vinyl. You know, you probably know better than I do. There's a, there's a couple different like levels that are available. Yeah, but they can get it individually as well, right? They can get just the CD or just the cassette tape, if I yep. recall. Yeah. yeah, you can buy the CD, the tape, know. the vinyl, autograph version, not autograph version, or like the crazy bundle with you know all the yeah. fixings. I think I got the autograph vinyl bundle. Oh man, so cool! Thank so you. it better be a real autograph. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah right like they, they it's funny because you know they like you have to send them out and and like we've done that with tesla and it takes forever because like you, they they send it to you unwrapped send it yeah sign them all because you can't just like <laughs> throw them back in the box or you have 500 smeared records and then you fedex it fedex it to the next guy and then he does it and then he fedex it to the next guy oh, then it's back to like the distributor whoever the hell does that um mm. like it was just me for me but still like you know that was like months and months ago because then you got to send it then they go to the factory and shrink wrap and all that's kind of yeah fun part of the process the vinyl is red right yeah yeah because okay. it, it was trying to trying to match that the red on the pick card so to keep that red and white yeah red's your favorite color isn't it <laughs> <laughs> you know it's one of them definitely, yeah. definitely. <laughs> hey you know what i want to ask you before we go that sure. guitar with the white neck behind you yeah. How hard is that to keep that neck clean? <laughs> right, like, 
like a, when you first car, got like, that, I'm when you go to the car wash every other day. <laughs> when you first got that, were you like washing your hands every time before you played that thing? No, you know it's funny. Um, I've only noticed. I mean, because it's been years, right, that I've had this guitar, yeah. and, and even longer with the prototype before that, and like. I don't know, once or twice ever I've like looked down and it'd be like on the side, like we're not even on the yeah. neck seat, but like, oh, yeah, you can kind of see like some smudges or I must add some grease on my hands. So surprisingly, not a bit. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't Every know time I see it, it's it's white. It's like, I don't see any smudges, not, nothing. Pristine. Like, what, what yeah, it's it's clear, clear. <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy how that works, but it's per- perpetually clean. Man. All right, Dave. Well, again, album's great. Um, I think people are really going to like it. Um, congratulations on the release. Thanks. So, Rat Pack. I can't say Rat Pack. There we go. Ratpackrecords.com. You can get it. Yep, that's it. You can, you can get it all there, and it comes out officially tomorrow. Fantastic. All right, buddy. Thank you for having me, man. It was great to talk to you again. Anytime. Yeah, good catching up. Thank you.